it's after seven o'clock. Time for us to talk more drink. The reason I'm laughing is because our technical producer Peter got so excited by the and that's the sound of is that the VR6, yeah. which came out. It was a Golf Three. Did they make another VR6? I think it was only with the three, right? That we saw Ivora. I think that was the only one. Five didn't have it. It was like a collector's item. The VR6. I think Kumbi. Did, was there any other VR6 other than... Because I definitely remember it with the Golf 3. Um, no, no. It was just with just that one. It was just with the 3. And I mean, every other Golf then had it, it, its own, um, you know, special kind of edition. Uh-huh. Like the R's yeah. and the... Yeah. You know, the, the Golf R itself, the Golf, uh, Golf 6 35 edition... And yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, the Vura man, I think oh, that was wow. a special car. That was a that very was special car. Yeah. I know. Growing up, I desperately wanted a VR6. I don't know where I was going to drive it. I don't know what I was going to do with it. But it was such a cool car. I thought, you know what? When I grow up, I want a VR6 because it yeah. and it was also just so iconic. If you had Ivura, you were you were the coolest of the cool. That's true. That's true. I mean. <laughs> Right now, you you put it, put it alongside the Gushesh and they're both um, iconic classic cars, essentially. So, mm. very strong history in our country, yeah. both of them. So, we're talking about the VW Golf because this year it is celebrating its 50th anniversary. And, of course, South Africans have loved VW vehicles. Um, Golf, I think, being one of them. We've spoken quite a lot about how South Africans love themselves a polo. It continues to do really well in terms of sales, both the Vivo um, and the, 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 the other one as well. But today we're talking about the Golf and um, and I guess why it became such such an icon, particularly in the South African market. Joined on the line by resident motoring enthusiast Kumbim Chakazi. Kumbi, good morning. Good morning, Googs, and to the listeners. So what is it about the Golf hatchback? What made it such an icon? Did it become as big in other countries as it was in South Africa? Is it as big as I think it is? Because also I have to admit, I grew up in a VW-loving home. My mom mm-hmm. owned one of the first uh, polos. She, has a, she had a 1.8i, a navy blue one, which she adored. Uh, my stepfather owned a VR6 at some point, I think a white one. My mom still owns a Golf 5. Um, so in my mind, the Golf has always been quite a popular car. But is it as popular as I think it is? So the Golf is a very popular car mm-hmm. wherever you are in, in, in the world. It's extremely popular and, you know, it, it, it essentially brings in sporty, affordable um, motoring, essentially. So that this is why it's so popular all over the world. And, you know, you can have... And, and it'll be very comfortable and practical as well to carry everybody. I mean, you mentioned now that, you know, your mom had a, a polo and now she's got a, you know, she still has the Golf 5. And mm. you can imagine, you guys could all fit in that car comfortably and you could still have fun, right? Yeah. It was still sporty. So I think that's the, the one thing VW got right on that car. And the most important thing was it was affordable as well, attainable to a lot of people. So that is why it became such a hit. Uh, in our, but all over, um, I do know that in our country, though, it became such a big thing that that where the entire struggling a little bit with Kumbi's line. We'll try to get him on a better line. Talking about the 50th anniversary of the VW Golf, and I want to know 
what is the best golf? It depends on who you ask. And I also, I think it matters which golf you got first. Um, I know there was a time in my life my mom was obsessed with the City Golf and particularly they had a special edition called the Rabbit. Um, I think it was a soft top City Golf. She absolutely adored it. She wanted it at some point. Um, so I guess if you were to ask my mom, she might tell you it's the Rabbit or her current golf, which is a Golf 5. But which is the Golf to end all golfs? The best one out of all of them. They're about to release the Golf 8, uh, which is the newest one. It's an updated one, and in a moment we'll find out uh, what's in it. But I want to hear from you, what is the best of the best golfs? Give us a call on 011-883-0702. Kumbi, we have you back. Yes, um, so um, I was saying that essentially I think golf, the golf is a, is a worldwide phenomenon in our country. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the previous generation, Golf 7, they, had a, they called it a Golf 7 facelift. But our country is the only country in the world that called the 7.5 GTI accepted all over the world. So that you can just tell the, the impact that South Africans have. I mean, even the Vrpa, we are the ones who started it in time. And now everybody knows the Vrpa, um, you know, in, in, in regards to the golf. So I think that is the, um, the, the golf. We are the second biggest market that takes on the golf GTI or the golf product outside of Europe. So, sure. yeah, let's just put that. If you put that into perspective, that is massive. Yeah. That is massive. Outside of Germany, outside, whatever, we are the second biggest golf market. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so, you know, you mentioned, for instance, when we talk about the VRPAD, the VR6, uh, everyone kind of knows what it is. What, ma- what differentiated the VR6? Why was it called the VR6? I, for instance, don't know why. Was it a particular type of engine that gave it its name? Yeah, so essentially the Vura had a bigger engine, right? Um, and it was a five, uh, people call it the five-part, uh, five-cylinder engine. So um, that is why it was essentially called, you know, a, a VR6. And it was a special code name um, that definitely came from from Europe. It wasn't just, we just called it Vura. However, it was, I think, Struggling a little bit with Kumbi's line this morning. I'm not sure what the issue is. We will try and get that uh, sorted for you. I am looking at some of, there are some VR6s for sale. And that's not a, a new car. That car is almost 30 years old. There's a 1996 Volkswagen Golf 3 here. Um, a, a VR6 for 79,000 Rand. And I don't know if that's good, but for a 30-year-old car, well, it's a 1998 car. So it would be 24 years old. Wait a minute. Yes, right? My maths is not failing me. So it's not a new car, but if you still want to own one, you're looking at paying, you know, 79,000 rand. Um, most of them are going for about uh, 79,000 rand. There's one year with 123,000 kilometers on the clock, which actually isn't bad for a car that old. But would you pay that kind of money for uh, a 1998 VW Golf um, VR6, have you paid that kind of money uh, for a VR6 if you didn't get it when it first came out and you collected it afterwards? Let's see if we have more luck uh, with Kumbi. We are uh, fighting the forces of load shedding, unfortunately, or power outage, which is what's affecting his line this morning. Kumbi, good morning. Good morning. So sorry. It's like uh, they don't want me to speak about the love, my love for golf. <laughs> the wonder that is the VW golf. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, 
Um, essentially, uh, as I was thinking about the Vura, um, that was also another loved product we had in, in, in South Africa. And you know what? It's so sad that you hardly get to see them on the road these days. And uh, if you do find one, then you know what? You are in absolute luck. Um, but yeah, that was another special product that the BW family, you know, graced us with. I was just looking at if there are any uh, VW VR6s for sale. And I did find a few. Um, there's one from 1998 here um, mm-hmm. that has 123,000 kilometers on the clock. Uh, they're looking for 79,000 rand. That's negotiable. Um, someone else here uh, also has one um, with 260,000 kilometers on the clock. It's a 1998, uh, 79,000. So not too bad, I think. I mean, quite a, an old Sorry. car. It's like a senior car. But yeah. you're not going to be paying too much to own one if you're desperate to own a VR6. That's correct. Um, however, I mean, once you do get those cars, um, you have to be thorough with it um, because a lot of people used to tune those cars. They used to, you know, you know, do a lot of crazy um, things with those with those cars. So I think you need to be extremely careful in terms of how you're going to be how you're going to be looking at it if you actually want one. Yeah. But I think that yeah, you need to be extremely careful. But it, it is attainable. It is attainable and. Yeah, would I get one? Um, I'm not quite sure. I think I'd I'd rather you know I'd look all over the world um, to import a very very clean one because the ads, the listings that I've seen um, all over, they don't look that good. Mm. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, the car's quite old now. It's almost thirty years old. It's from I think the ones I'm seeing online are saying 1998, 1997. Um, so almost yeah. as old as democracy. So that's it's not a young car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not 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 young at all, not young at all. Another model of the golf that we seem to loved, we well, we loved for quite a long time, and I think at some point we were the only country still making it, was the City Golf. Um, yeah. Until at some point, then they discontinued it a few years ago. Um, mm-hmm. The City Golf did that also count as a golf? It was just a a type of golf. Correct. So the City Golf essentially was the that's the first generation golf. So it's called mm. the MK One. Yes. Um, that's the first golf, and obviously in South Africa, we had the permission to run it for a longer generation, obviously, and it became essentially our polo, if, if you if you think about it. So a lot of people, you know, ended up buying them, and um, there was a, like a, you know, an affordable um, motoring as well, essentially, where people could get buy it, but it was like our polo. So if you look right now, what VW does is that we've got the polo and we've got a polo Vivo. So essentially, if you look into that space, but, uh, back then, that was the MK1 Golf when it was discontinued, essentially, by the rest of the world. And because it was obviously built in South Africa, that's why they just kept on, you know, going on into into making making those MK1s for, for, for us to keep on buying. But I do think the MK1, for me, I was never a big fan of that MK1. Really? I do think that the MK1, no, I, was, I, was, I really wasn't. <laughs> What just touched me was the velocity, the 1.8i velocity. I think that sounded incredible. It had such a nice engine, was beautiful. It sounded perfect. It was so known for its overheating issues. And I think that that was the entire thing with the Golf. Um, you know, it always had some heating issue. It always had some issue. And I think that's um, as much if you look back with all the, the history that we have of the Golf, there's always Whatever generation, it's got a special, special problem. That MK1 Golf, a heating problem was, was, a, was a thing. 
Um, if you, I mean, now, when, when we talk about, right, the, the latest golf now, we all think, think about the DSG gearbox, where everybody's like, oh, no, the DSG gearbox will fail you at some, at some, at some point. Uh-huh. So that was the MK1 golf. I'm not really a fan of that. I think for me, the turning point for a golf, for me, um, has to be number five. <laughs> yes. There was something very special about the five. And Correct. again, I'm very impartial to the five because we still have a golf five in the family. My mom bought one in 2005. It still goes. I mean, she it's got it's got some issues now, but the issues are pretty recent. The issues are of like a year or two ago. But sure. that car is almost 20 years old. It is still going. It drives long distance. Um, yeah. Most of the parts still work fine. It's got a few uh, electrical issues. But for the most part, the, the car still goes. Yeah, I think that's the that's the the most amazing thing um, that they ever managed to do with the golf, right? Is that, uh, and and I mentioned earlier, it was attainable to everybody, and because there are so many of them, you can get parts anywhere. It determines how it takes care of you, and the the the, the thing that I tell everybody is that. What, the way you take off your car is the way it's going to take care of you. And if you're reckless with your car, you don't um, service it. I mean, look at your mom. She's had this car now for the, since 2005. Yeah. <laughs> what, she's almost 10 years ago. If, um, yeah, that is 10 years ago. It's, if, uh, no, yeah. what, no, it's Morning. 19 years ago. Nine, 19 years ago. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what, oh, gee whiz. Um, my math this morning. Um, but... <laughs> That that just shows you she's taken care of the golf mm. and it's taken care of her back. Now it's just probably just teething issues because of its age and so forth and some parts that will need to be replaced. But I think that was the nice thing that the the VW Group managed to do so well in terms of making sure that these these cars are attainable to everybody who wants them and we'll make sure that the parts are attainable to almost everybody. So that is um, another thing. But the Golf 5 for me was the turning point, especially the GTI. It turned the entire motoring industry around. I think that power that it came with, and that's essentially where the Vrupa started. That DSG gearbox started in that Golf 5, and we were also amazed. I will never forget. I think I was in high school at the time, and I saw one of the guys who was in the military. He had just came back from deployment, and the first thing he did was buy a Golf 5. And I will never forget it was a Golf 5. I stood outside the high school gate, and he made that Vrupa sound, and I said, Lord... <laughs> this is the car I want. That Golf 5 GTI was beautiful. What a gorgeous car. It was beautiful, beautiful. We received some interesting SMSs. Errol says, uh, as a matter of interest, the MK in the Golf means Mark. Because I've always wondered why they called them the MK1 or the MK2. I didn't know what that means. Errol says uh, that, that it means Mark. A bit like... Um, uh, I don't know if you ever watched uh, uh, Iron Man. So all of his suits are called like the Mark One or whatever. Correct. I didn't realize that the MK in the the model numbers for the Golf mean Mark. Yeah, it does. It, it stands for Mark. Yeah. And then apparently and I, the VR6 had a six-cylinder engine, not a five-cylinder engine. engine. Correct. 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 So the Correct. six was for six cylinders. Correct. Uh-huh. Someone said, this is Tamin Midran, says, Hi, Gogs, did you observe the massive golf population during a visit to Mamilodi? Mamilodi is the home of golf vehicles. This I did not know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, they use that as their taxis. Essentially, they're local taxis. Uh-huh. So you know how in every, in every hood or in every township, essentially, you've got your own version of local Texas, yes. where I'm surrounded by Soshanguve, it's the Toyota Ventures. Mm-hmm. I do know that in Alexandra they have, um, it should be 
some Suzuki's and Toyota Rumians, and in Mamelodi, it, it's the Maguan Golf. And literally, it, I think for me, whenever I visit Mamelodi, it's always a bit, wait, what? Uh, this is your local taxi. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's loved so much, um, that side. It just um, shows you the, the love of the golf. Someone else who loves the golf is uh, this WhatsApp message that says, I still own my MK1 2004 model. My dad bought it new and I still drive it. I have no issues with it. It's like a family member. It's the only car I own and I will never let go of it. So a 2004 model, it turns 20 years old this year and it's still going. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That, 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 that is incredible. I think... Um, and it's such a fitting because, you know, um, next weekend there is the V-Dub Fest. So, and with this year being the 50th anniversary, I think it's quite interesting to see. I'm looking forward to seeing um, how people are going to be um, attending there, what cars they're going to be bringing there or what modifications they would have done essentially for the 50th year anniversary. Um, because I know, I mean, VW is such a culture. The entire, whatever car you have at VW, it's a, it's, it's a culture. And I'm pretty, pretty excited for, for that event because I really want to see what people are going to be coming up with. I mean, last year we saw somebody who swapped out the Volkswagen TG1 and put in an RS3 engine in it. And oh, wow. <laughs> so people do all these things to their cars. Um, some people put in GWIS tubs and whatever it is that they manage to do. At the tubs? Like bath yeah. tubs? Bath tubs in a... In the car? Bucky, yes, in a, a Volkswagen Amarok. So it's 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 just really really insane to what people do um some people really drop their car really really low obviously yeah and yeah so i think it's quite interesting to see what people do this year for, especially for the 50th anniversary of the golf mm. for uh, for that we received a whatsapp voice note on 072702 morning guys uh this is saints from protein guys do not forget the golf R32, wow, that was the bomb. Golf R32, that was the bomb. Thanks, nice show. So is that still a good car, actually, the R32? I know it was, you know, quite big. Is that, I mean, if you still have one or you're thinking of getting one, is it a good one to to get? So essentially, it's another, that's, that's, that's another, you know, what you need to be extremely careful. The same way that you that we're talking about the VR6, you also need to be quite careful with getting an R32 uh, because people also quite abused those cars in terms of the power that in the car was immense. So obviously a lot of people were doing quite a lot of unspeakable things, um, especially with that gearbox. So that's another thing. But if you do get a fresh one, then I think you should be good for it. Um, I also love the R32. I think um, they do quite make really really special models when you think about it um even the model that was the golf 6 35th edition the fifth edition that was mm. also a good looking car you know and you also had quite hard to find these days and i think the problem is that so many people scoop up all these models of the golf and after that it's always quite they don't want to let go of it because they know just how much history just how much value they're sitting on on with the with a specific special edition model so I think it's quite hard, to, but if you do get one, then I would suggest buying it. You know what? I, I would definitely also hunt for that R32. Yeah. So there is an updated golf coming this year. Um, I yes. mean, the, the, the model is celebrating 50 years. What do we know about the slightly updated? I saw one article calling it the mildly updated version of the MK8. Yeah. So essentially, and I wonder if we're going to be calling it an 8.5 in South Africa. 
as we did with the 7.5. But I think that with uh, MK8.5, essentially, I'm going to put, I'm going to start using it. They've given it a new, you know, illuminated grill, um, little, little exterior changes, and I think the biggest change for me has to be in the interior. A lot of people complained about how it doesn't ergonomic. A lot of people complained there's too many buttons, there's too many, etc. And the nice thing is that Volkswagen took that feedback and literally went incorporated in this now um, updated model. So now we've got a bigger touchscreen. You've got you no know, buttons back onto the steering wheel, not just you know the slight capacitive buttons that they had in the previous uh, in in the original eight model. So I think that for me just shows you how much they take customer feedback into you know into consideration. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the biggest change. You've got new alloys now, which are quite cool. You've got new. Um, tail lamps, which also illuminate in a different way. But I think the biggest exterior change for me has to be that illuminated VW badge, which will light up at night with the entire light bar that goes across. I do oh, think yes. That I've seen one of those. Yeah, it I looks, think look it so looks cool. Yeah. So that's one of the changes. And I mean, like I mentioned, interior as well as um, the, the wheel choices. So it's mild changes. But I think for me, the biggest changes were just, you know, the interior becoming ergonomically friendly for, for, for the people who are inside. So kudos to, to them for that. And how much is it going to cost you? Because the Golf isn't, it, I mean, the price is very different. Um, if you now are able to pay about half a million rand for the Polo, the Golf is playing in a very different league now. That's correct. So we don't have wording or in terms of pricing yet we the Volkswagen in South Africa have not confirmed if it will actually come to South Africa because I mean we realize what happened even the Golf 8 GTI um, from 2019 you know there were so many issues with it coming through into South Africa um, and also the pricing issue that happened with the with the second hand dealers um, or private dealers you know scooping all these things up and then selling them at a higher there hasn't been any feedback in terms of listen this is what we are doing. I do know that we have a press briefing in Kabeha on the 6th of February where we'll be signed up Kabeha and then they'll essentially let us know if this will be coming or not. So I think once I have all that information, I'll come back and report in terms of, in, in terms of that. Okay. But I do hope that it comes. I do hope that it comes. Yeah. A few more SMSs before we wrap up. Paula says, my first brand new car was the Golf Chico, which we haven't mentioned. She says, I loved it. Um, another one says, here, the original City Golf title placeholder is Aldo's, a.k.a. Eldorado Park. Apparently, even the South African Police Service Vehicle Unit of Brixton and Vereniging know it. And that's from uh, Anonymous. And it also says, Aldo's was basically a VW second plant in Johannesburg. So that's... <laughs> that is very true. I, I don't know why I forgot to I, I forgot about that because elders definitely they love the golf as well. Yeah. Um Kumbi, always a pleasure chatting to you. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me, Cooks. That's our resident motoring enthusiast, Kumbi Mchakazi.